Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Cowie, I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. This week on the podcast, fantastic drummer, Shawnee Recky. Unbelievable player. She's toured the world countless times over and she's got a good few stories to tell and she's super cool too. Thanks to everybody who's been following the podcast in the last few weeks and what a run we've had. I was in Los Angeles, as you guys know. Thanks for watching the Katie Tunstall podcast online. We filmed that one. We also filmed the Kyle Gas podcast, which is coming out very soon. A lot of people have been tweeting me and asking me about that. Shawnee Reiki coming up. It's going to be a good one. Before we get to the interview, I am joined now by my friend who I've not spoken to in a while. The return of Nora Francesca Deborah Germain. Thank you. How is Nora? Feeling great. I just want everyone to know Deborah is actually my real name. Deborah Germain. The rest of it is totally made up. That's Deborah Germain. Old DG. (laughs) So, um, Nora, I'm going to... um, there's no, usually for Andy that's not familiar with the podcast, Nora and I chat a little bit before we get on to the interview, which obviously we're going to do. And we answer your questions, we get, we answer your emails and any subject really, a lot of the time it's love advice, let's face it. But um, oh, yeah. I've got uh, Peter from Colorado emails in Nora. Before we get down to anything, Peter uh, says, Nora, I see you and Scott were in the studio in Los Angeles. Who were you guys recording with? So Nora, tell them all about it. Go for it. Well, that's actually funny because I'm still on that project actually right now. Um, we were recording for Sandy Tom, the wonderful, brilliant, amazing Sandy Tom, who is great, who's coming out with a new album. It's going to be fantastic. Scott's on it. I'm on it. And despite that, it still, I think, will sell pretty well somehow. So hopefully we haven't ruined it, Scott. How good are the drums? The drums are the best drums I have ever heard. How much was an honor for you to be in the studio with me? Well, you know, at first when I walked in, I felt kind of sweaty and just a little bit... Um, Intimidated by me? Yeah, you know, you know, real starstruck. Actually, I fainted. I didn't tell anyone, but I actually fainted. And then after I was able to muster up some confidence it's all right for me to be sarcastic and take the mickey out myself but when you say in a very sarcastic tone um all these kind of compliments and things of that nature you're just kicking me when i'm down you should just say genuinely it's an absolute honor to be in the same room as you mrs (laughs) kiwi finally and getting to the court no it was it was it really was an honor for you to see you and mike and everyone it was really great and I'm sad that it's over, but I'm optimistic that we'll definitely get to do it again. 
I'm not. I'm. 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 I've. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm glad to see the back of you all, particularly yourself. But at the same time, delighted that we can come back on this podcast, Nora. And, oh and do, yeah, and the reunion. The reunion. Listen, um, very special um little part of this segment here, this part of the podcast, because I have found an album review of yours that's not yet been published online. What? From yes. me? Yes, your album review, the Little Dipper album, right? From who? I've found a review of the album and it's not yet been published online. But well, then how did you get it? I did a little bit of digging and I've managed to find this review. Um, like what? In the, in the highlands of Scotland? I mean, where did you find it? I This is genuine. Nora Germain, Little Dipper album review by Scott Cowie. Right, oh, and it's gonna go. it's gonna go on scottkebby.com later, and I'd like to read it to you just now verbatim. Okay, here okay. we go. Thank you. Twenty-three year old Nora Germain. Sorry, I've messed up already. Let me start again. Twenty-three year old American violinist Nora Francesca Deborah Germain releases her fourth album, Little Dipper. The young entrepreneur whose work ethic and talent is respected by all who know her, is about to embark upon further critical acclaim, which starts now. Wow, this is amazing. Germaine's opening track, Swing is Fun, sets the mood for this album. The upbeat major key Stefan Grappelli-influenced track allows Germaine to showcase her keen ear for melody. The drums really drive this track. Imagine what it could have been if Nora's friend Scott Cowie had featured on this song. Um, the second... Yeah. I'm not finished. The second okay. track, Nora tells the world that not only can she rock the violin, but she can sing too. Close your eyes and you will think you're in a Chicago nightclub in 1923. The piano... Keep going. <laughs> the piano solo in this track is also awesome. Imagine what it could have been if Nora's mentor and guiding light, Scott Cowie, would have paid, played piano and added some harmonies. Germaine is a regular feature on Scott Cowie's podcast, which is available on scottcowie.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and Audioboom. In Nora's word, Cowie is simply the greatest. Next song, Someone to Watch Overseas, Germaine plays some virtuoso violin playing that will have you thinking, why haven't I heard of this dynamic devil? Uh-huh. Dynamic Devil. After like an instrumental version of How About You, the album leads up to a beautiful version of Little Blue Girl. The melodic, gorgeous tones on this track is unquestionably representative of everything Nora. Little, blue, courageous, and unpredictable. Beautiful track and my personal favourite on the album. Salty Dogs has Germaine stepping up to the mic again to show her versatility. Great violin soloing too. 
Drumming very good. Imagine what could have been if Scott Cowie was behind. Yep, okay, yep. I'll, you let me finish. Imagine what could have been if Scott Cowie was behind the kit. Violin is now, violin is now does exactly what it says in the tin. Good mix and complementary phrases between violin and piano. A flower is a lovesome thing. Would have would have an audience hear a pin drop as the opening is so jaw-dropping. Those swell will please all the jazzers as some back-and-forth soloing between violin and piano will leave you wanting more. The final track is called Tommy, which is a tip of the hat to guitarist Tommy Emmanuel. Very much in the style of Tommy himself. Very much in the style of Tommy himself. Let's not forget, Nora has, of course, been on stage with Tommy Emmanuel, Martin Taylor, MBE, and Scott Cowie, who runs the Talk Music Podcast. This track will leave you pledging for Nora. Overall, four out of five stars. One star is missing. His name is Scott Cowie. Review by Scott Cowie. Thank you. That's, um, that's really great. And I appreciate the tips. And I uh, will definitely have to um, take a look at my choices of personnel for the next album. What do you think of that review? Are you happy with that one? It's really nice, Scott. Thank you. I spent about, I sp you know, that's it's a good review. And it's going to go yeah. up on scottcowie.com for all you guys to check out. Um, it's right, beautiful. Tell everybody about your pledge campaign. Right. So uh, I've written this inspirational book about being young and following your artistic passion with integrity. And I'm also releasing my fourth album. So if you want, you can pledge to those. They're going to come out at the same time in the late fall. So if you pledge to them, then you're contributing to that release. And also, uh, there will be some more surprises. I'll tell you guys about that later. But for now, it's a book and an album, so I hope that you guys support it. It's open until August 31st, so there's not much time. But, um, yeah, every day more wonderful people pledge, so get on it, and don't forget. And I love you all. <laughs> tell us about the wonderful uh, musicians that have pledged. Oh, gosh, there's a lot of people. Um, yeah, we've gotten all this support and encouragement. Martin Taylor and, um, of course, Alison Burns. Uh, Prince's musical director, Morris Hayes. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. Prince. His musical director, yeah. Prince. Prince is brilliant. We built uh, yeah. this city on rock and roll. He's great. Yeah, he is great. Yep, yeah, yep. Um, Arturo Sandoval, great trumpet player. Um, who else? Oh, Clayton Cameron, wonderful drummer. He toured for many years with Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, Excellent. Anyway, so it's um, really great. <laughs> Everyone's been, of course, the great Scott Cowie has been very supportive. Sandy Tom has been very supportive. Lots of people. Very exciting. So, um, yeah, watch out. There's going to be more surprises soon. But all you have to do right now is just get online, take two minutes, and uh, 
just quick drop a pledge in and yeah that's all Nora Germain everybody um, stick around norajermain.com follow her on uh, Twitter Facebook Instagram Bebo everything Tumblr do you have a Tumblr? <laughs> no I don't Nora doesn't have a Tumblr forget Tumblr For, just concentrate on the rest pledge music make it happen <laughs> Our new book's yep. coming out. It's going to be great. This album genuinely is brilliant. Nora's a star. She's a, absolutely amazing on the violin. Check her out. But now we're going to get to the interview with Shawnee. It's going to be a good one. Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast with drumming sensation Shawnee Reiki. How are we, Shawnee? I'm great. What's up, everyone? <laughs> So um, you've been drumming for years, tons of things to talk about, so many projects that you've been involved in throughout the years. But let's go right back to when you started playing. Now, your father was very encouraging of your music career early doors. Is that right? Yes, but my father had, I mean, he had passed away when I was such a young girl that um, I only have his legacy that has influenced me because I was so young. I don't really remember you know, a lot of time with him. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Um, so early doors, What? how did you get into music? What age were you at the time? Well, I grew up and my mom um, would take us to church. And at the church, I mean, there was so much music at the church. And I sang at church. And then I, I was so fascinated by the drummer and the sound of drums and how they fit into the context of music that I wanted to play the drums. So that's sort of where it started. Um, yeah, through church. So what were you doing early doors? You were drumming, you're singing as well, because obviously you, you do a bit of both there. So um, talk to us about that transition then. You're, you're playing drums. At what age are you getting into bands and things like that? So as a kid, I grew up singing in church, always being fascinated by the drummer, so always watching the drummer. And then at some point, um, you know, I would go get on the drums and play them. I, I think just from having rhythm, learning rhythm at a young age through singing and watching musicians. Oh, wow. Um, through watching musicians, I... Um, I uh, was influenced and I was able to um, pick up some elements of drumming and then I would just go get on the drums at the church, although I was never the drummer at the church. And then I, um, I never really was in a professional band as a drummer until high school. Um, I went to the Duke Ellington School of the Arts and although I went for voice, at some point I changed my major to percussion and then I really started to learn about drumming, how to read music and um, and all the elements that go into drumming, the rudiments and playing jazz music, studying jazz music. But basically, I grew up singing classical and jazz, but I really got stronger on drums when I went to the performing arts high school and I started reading music and studying um, drumming from all the different perspectives in music, um, the orchestral perspective, the big band, the... Um, the chorale, you know, all of that stuff. Playing for the choir and playing in the big band, you know, the jazz. So it was just all these different elements that um, <laughs> brought me to where I am today, surprisingly. So. so the Duke Ellington School of Arts, tell us about that. Um, what's involved in a day-to-day -day basis of being a student there? 
Well, one thing that I can say, because of the hours at the school and the work, that it definitely prepared you for real life, working a job, whether it was eight hours or just being on a tour where you're rehearsing and you're rehearsing for 14, 15 hour days. So basically, we would have to be at school at eight in the morning and we would have our academic classes from eight till about lunchtime, which was noon or 12.30. And then after lunch, we would start the arts classes. So whatever your instrument or whatever your um, creative outlet was, you would go into that department and you would take you know, you would have all the elements that you would have to take, like theory, um, rudiments, um, piano, because even if you're a percussion major, you still have piano classes. So, um, and we did that until 5 p.m. And that's at the end of the day when school was officially over. But if you participated in any productions or any bands for concerts, of course you wanted to participate. So you were in school longer because we had rehearsals after that. So sometimes, or most of the time, we would be in school, depending on what's going on throughout the school year, to 8 and 9 o'clock at night, sometimes later. Wow, so you are certainly well prepared for the industry indeed. Okay, so dr drum and talk, let's go for it. What drummers are you listening to at that point? Um, because, uh, in fact, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth here, right? Tell us about the first time that you ever heard Buddy Rich. I always love people, I love asking people this. So you're, you're asking me about drummers that I listened to at that time? Yeah, drummers that you listened to at that time. We, we use, uh, who, who's inspired you at this point in time? Well, at that time, it was mostly because I was so into jazz. I loved jazz music and what drums, my perception of drumming in that context. So it was Art Blakey, who I had the privilege to meet as a 14-year-old. Um, Art Blakey, Tony, excuse me, not, Buddy Rich, um, of course, and just all the greats, Tony, and then in my in my in the city that I grew up in, Dennis Chambers lived in that city, wow. and wow, I'm like, this is somebody I have access to, you know. I mean, I met Art Blakey in New York, but I lived in Washington D.C. just to have access, you know, to Tony. Well, not Tony Williams, but to have access to Dennis Chambers was like incredible because I'm like, oh my God, he lives in Maryland. Like, I should go and, like, try to contact him or something, so. Cool. Oh, that's amazing. So you're, you're listening to some of the greatest drummers ever there. So, the, I mean, your technique's great. I've obviously I've watched a lot of the videos, and um, your, your technique's superb, and it doesn't surprise me the, the, the influences that you've, you've, you've listed there because you can, you can clearly mm -hmm. tell I haven't watched you playing there. Um, so, again, you've played with so many people throughout the years. One thing I've got to ask you about is Sting. Tell us a story as to how you started playing with Sting. Well, I had worked with so many Interscope artists and had done my job well, apparently, and they just said that I'm such a reliable person, the person who referred me. And I guess Sting needed someone to do a particular television taping or two TV tapings with him. And um, so it was Martin Kirsenbaum from Cherry Tree Records, um, he, uh, you know, he was asked for a referral, you know, for a contact, and he gave them my information. And then on the particular day that I met Sting, I went to their sound check when they were doing a show in Los Angeles. And he, uh, I went to the sound check, and he asked me to do that show um, after the sound check, along 
with the two television games that you know, I had to do. So, um, that, I mean, meeting him, I mean, wow, it's like you aspire or dream to work with such people. And then when the opportunity comes, it just really blows you away. And not only did I work with him, of course, my idol, Vinny Kaliuta, who was the drummer because I played Darbuka. I mean, I, 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 it was just a phenomenal experience. And I've done a few dates with them and they'll never be forgotten. <laughs> well, that's never. Cool. that's amazing. So um, what was it like to work with then generally Sting? I mean, he's the guy's a genius, right? So what was yes. it like um, on a personal level to be chatting with Sting every day? Well, wow. I was, I was just in awe. He's just very um, unlike anything I've experienced before. I've worked with so many pop stars. But to me, although I thought he was beyond any opportunity that I would have, he was just so down to earth and so um, humble and such a brilliant musician. Being around him and talking to him reminded me of my experience in a school of the arts, being around really creative musicians that were just very talented, even brilliant, and and just um, being inspired and just loving music because it's music, not expecting anything out of it. You know, when we're playing music as kids, maybe we think, oh, we're going to do the symphony or the Lincoln Center. You know, you never think that you're going to be playing with all these pop stars or all these mega stars and you just play music because you love music. And then to have this opportunity to work with greats like that, it's just like what you dream for or what, you know, something that I've just dreamed of. He was incredible. That sounds great. Now, as far as time frame goes, um, you played with Sting. At what point does Will I Am come into the picture? How did this gig come about? So Will I Am, that came about prior, that was long before Sting. I had um, met Will like long before I actually played with him and had known him for a very long time, even before Fergie got in the Black Eyed Peas. So at some point, um, Will was doing his record and he decided that he wanted a female band. So although he had known me and the music director knew me, they still had auditions because you kind of have to do that. And I got the gig and just working with him in that context, after seeing him work in the context with the Black Eyed Peas, it was just incredible. I mean, Will I Am is so full of energy. He's brilliant. I mean, he's a musical genius. He has so much energy and he's so creative. It's just such a dynamic experience. I love working with him because not only is there a show that you prepare for, but with Will, you just have to be open because he can change it up at any time on stage and you just have to be prepared to follow him. And that's that's what it's about anyhow. When we're prepared, when we play a show a certain way, it doesn't matter. The artist has the right to change the show around on stage and you just have to be willing to follow. And that's what my experience has been with Will. And I love it. I love working with Will. He's he's great. Given that you, you did the, the Will I Am gig for a little bit and you played with uh, Nicole Scherzinger as well, did you ever get yeah. a chance to play with a bass player called Vivi Rama? Was she in any of those groups at that time? Oh, yes. I work with Vivi Rama with uh, Will I Am. We both were in that band together. Oh, that is amazing. Vivi's a friend yeah. of mine. How, Vivi's yeah. one of my favourite human beings on earth. Oh, 
Vivi. I love that you know her. That is such a small world. Yeah, she's. I, um, I don't know if you know, but if you've kept in touch with her, or if you, if you've heard through the net or whatever, if you've you've seen it about, but she's. Um, she makes her own ice cream these days. She's still playing bass, but she she makes. Yes. Like, okay, you know about that. Yes, she told me that. Yeah, yeah. she a, told me that, and I haven't had the ice cream yet. But I told her, I think that's such a great idea because you have the music and you have the delicious ice cream, which I haven't had yet, but I heard it's amazing. So you've had it? Yes, I was over in um, in Los Angeles last year and um, we went down to the farmer's market and it's called uh-huh. No Moo, for MD out there, it's called No Moo Ice Cream. So it's vegan ice cream. Yeah. And I kid you not, I'm not just saying this as a cheap advertisement for my friend, right. but it is genuinely the best ice cream I've ever had. So everybody, you got to check it out. No moo, ice cream. It's great. Go down to the farmer's market. Trust me on this one. It's it's great stuff. Yeah. Now I'm going to call her when I get off with you. <laughs> yeah, you should. You really, really should. I messaged her, actually. And I got to get some of that ice cream this weekend, actually. Yeah, well, I messaged her before you came on. I just, because I was seeing that you played. Oh, you with, did? I seen that you played with Nicole, and I seen that you played with, um, with Will I Am. Will? I said, listen, did you play with yes. Shawnee at all? But she hasn't got back to me. So that's so good that you know each other. So definitely talk to her. Um. That being yes. said, so you got to play with her, you got to play with so many different people, but you have to talk to us about the Drum For Goodness Sake. Tell us all about this. Well, Drum For Goodness Sake is sort of something that I do out of love of helping people and giving back. It's not something that I do consistently. Um, I just, in playing music and being in so many opportunities um, where I feel, you know, I, I just feel like our business sometimes can be a selfish business. So I felt like, what can I do to give back to people where it's not really about me or who I'm on stage with? So I kind of came up with this uh, therapeutic um, drumming, form of drumming for various um, illnesses. And I did a lot of research. I had, I, I love research and science. So I had um, became aware of all of this, you know, therapy, like they have music therapists and such. So I came up with this name drum for goodness sake and then I started going to senior care facilities and sometimes working with autistic kids who have you know they're autistic or seniors who have dementia or have problems with their limbs because as you get older you start having those issues and so I started doing different drum exercises that were appropriate to whatever I was dealing with and I love it I you know you work with the children and you work with the seniors and it's just so rewarding seeing what they get out of it so that's amazing yeah. that's so so cool and uh, apart from the drumming as well you've obviously got different projects on the go you're mentoring kind of younger musicians um can you tell us yes. a little bit about that as well well i know that i feel like when i moved to los angeles i i had met um cindy blackman the drummer for lenny kravitz long time ago i was a teenager and she's always been a great friend and a mentor um, in my life. So I've known her forever. She's always been wonderful. And then I had the pleasure to meet um, Terry Lynn Carrington um, and when I moved to Los Angeles. But what I realized when I moved to Los Angeles as a young girl, I, I found that I, I had all these friends that I was associated with. And of course, my friend Gordon Campbell, drummer Gordon Campbell, who had me move to Los Angeles, I realized that, you know, when, when they would share their stories after I had toured, my stories were different than theirs. So I, I realized being a female, 
there really wasn't a female that had information to give me because clearly your experience is different than the males, even if you're playing the same instrument. And so um, I said, you know, I just want to take the responsibility, not that it's a bad thing or, or not. I want to take the responsibility to share information with up and coming drummers or young girls that are aspiring to be professional drummers. I want to share my experience with them or share information with them that can help them survive, you know, what's what it's like to be on the road. And it's just me just wanting to help other people again. You know, it's just giving back and, you know, and sometimes, you know, I mentor different people, but they're not necessarily female drummers. I work with male drummers and females, but that's specific to females, I guess, you know. Excellent. Now, last question for you. Out of all the different people, you've been fortunate enough to play with so many people, as we said earlier, is there any musician that you would like the chance to perform with or record with that you've not had the opportunity to do so yet? Well, I mean, I would love to do more shows with Sting, but I would not only like to play percussion, I would love to play drums and also sing background. Um, But I will tell you, um, Peter Gabriel. Wow. Yeah, Peter Gabriel. Well, I'm sure you'll be listening to this podcast. So if that's the case, <laughs> the business proposal is there. Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. It's always good talking to a fellow drummer and just talking about drums and everything that's involved in that world. Um, best luck with everything that you've got in the future. I'm sure those all, all those projects that you've got on the go uh, will be continued success. Thank you so much. And can I just say before we get off the phone, I just want to say the companies that endorse me, I'm endorsed by Tama Drums, Minel Cymbals, Promark Drumsticks, and Yamaha Electronics. And um, my, I, I, I have worked professionally in the business as Shawnee Baby, but um, I'm using my uh, legal last name, which is Shawnee Recky. So check out my website. It's it's being worked on right now. So it's shawneerecky.com. And I hope to see everyone when I come to your city. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a very good endorsee and somebody who knows exactly how to promote themselves and where to find them on the internet, Shawnee. It's been an absolute pleasure. Fantastic interview with Shawnee there. Thank you very much for appearing on the podcast, Shawnee. And a big thanks as well to Nora Germain for coming back and hearing her own album review by me. Please keep supporting the podcast. I really, really appreciate everybody who does, who listens in, who shares it, who makes it a part of their week. And there's a lot of you because it's grown week in, week out. And a big thanks to those of you online, on YouTube, I should say, uh, for watching the Katie Tunstall episode. I mentioned it earlier on. Tremendous feedback from that. And I tell you what, brilliant, brilliant guest. If you haven't seen it, honestly, no cheap PR line, no nothing. 100% 100% genuine, please check it out and I encourage everybody that I've been speaking to to, to go and watch it. Um, the feedback from that has been great. Genuinely one of the get, the best guests that's ever been on the podcast. I make no secret of that. Totally a uh, genuine person, very smart, very funny. Uh, 40 minutes worth um, of a video interview with, with Katie. And it's so entertaining. 
please check it out. Just YouTube it, and it's on my site as well, scottcowie.com. Katie's going to unholler all of her sites as well. Continuing on the podcast bandwagon, we've got a great one lined up for you next week. It's great. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, you know what to do. Please subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. And a big thanks to Ron for producing it as per usual, and we will see you guys next week.